I'm Bay, and you're listening to Bay Baltimore, a weekly pop culture and society podcast recorded in a quiet neighborhood in Baltimore. This week, I want to talk about Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. Spoiler free, I promise. So, in Baltimore news, Healthy Holly, Mayor Pugh's um, children's book, um, for which she got paid millions by the University of Maryland, um, has been a topic around Baltimore for the past two weeks or better. Um, So, if you're not familiar, um, Mayor Pugh wrote a book, a children's book called um, Healthy Holly, I think it is a follow-up to two other books, um, all designed to encourage kids to eat healthy, read, you know, just be quote-unquote good kids. So, um, yeah, anyway, she got paid uh, by the University of Maryland um, to produce, publish these books. Here's the thing. She's also, well, she was also at the time of her uh, coming out with these books, on the board for the university. So that's not good. I mean, she got paid millions um, for these books. So that on the face of it was just ugly. And she swore up and down over these last couple of weeks that, oh, there was nothing nothing funny happening. But all the same, she resigned from the board. Um, and that didn't matter because people are still looking at board members sideways because they're like, what was this? Also, there was when this first, when the story first broke, there was, uh, you know, she said, or someone said that, oh yeah, um, there are at least a hundred copies or hundreds of copies sitting somewhere in BCPS's warehouse, Baltimore City Public Schools warehouse somewhere. You know how public schools do. They have warehouses where they have textbooks and things like that. So the, uh, the story was that there were, uh, over a hundred of these books sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Well, now all of a sudden you've got these reporters who are digging around and, they can't find copy one. So University of Maryland doesn't have one copy in any of their libraries. Um, and Baltimore City Public Schools can't seem to find um, one book either. And so, you know, folks are left wondering, or at least the, the questions that these reporters are asking is, um, yeah, so you got this money, right? Um, where's the book? We would like to see the book. Now, I don't know if... They've gotten their hands on the, her previous books, but the comments that we're hearing now is that we can't seem to find this one. So this is not looking great um, for our mayor. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what this means for her reelection. It doesn't look good. And it's kind of it's kind of going down the way of like Sheila. You know what I mean? Like Sheila Dixon way back a couple of years ago, what, three or four years ago? where she got caught up in those, um, with those gift cards. It's like, and now it came out today that, um, around the same time that Mayor Pugh received those millions from the University of Maryland for her book, Healthy Holly, she also bought a home and it appears like a second home. And it appears that second home was bought in cash. So I don't know what that means other than you hurry up and got rid of that that money and I don't know maybe that's not suspicious in any way but it's like why how hard is it 
Like, it, it is harder for you to defend taking the money than it is for you just to not take the money. You couldn't get published by anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with using your power and influence to get over. Well, lots of folks does it, do it. It's normalized. That doesn't mean there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I understand using your the leverage you get, you have to get more of what you want. I understand that. But like, this is too close to unseemly. Do you know what I mean? It's like too close to not being above board. Like, any fool could have just stood there and said, you know what, maybe I shouldn't profit from the same university whose board I sit on. Like, that's not a hard conclusion to draw. Anyhow, meanwhile, so 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 we're in the midst of this. Right. And then um, Pimlico, the home of the. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. The triple crown, the, the, the second crown in the shucks. What is the name of that? The. Oh, gosh. The race that's here. Shoot. Preakness. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. I was going to be so sad if I forgot it. Anyhow, so meanwhile, back at the ranch in the middle of this healthy Holly scandal or just situation, um, all of the many previous mayors um, testified before um, Maryland. Um committee i don't know if it's house i don't know who they testified before but they gave testimony um in support of keeping the preakness um at pimlico which is northwest baltimore city um in the pimlico neighborhood which is a very impoverished neighborhood but nevertheless brings in a bunch each time excuse me that the preakness happens there's so much money that comes that floods into the to the city and as a result you know there are so many different uh, there are so many other activities that happen at Pimlico because, you know, it's world-renowned and mainly because of the Preakness. And as long as, you know, they've been, I believe as long as they've been running the Triple Crown uh, races, uh, the Preakness has been held at Pimlico. Before it was built out a little bit more, it was, nevertheless, it was it was here for the most part at Pimlico. And, you know, for a while now, the, I guess the owners or the, I guess the owners uh, of, or the, the folks who own the rights to Preakness or whatever, want to, instead of renovating the Pimlico, they just want to move it um, to Laurel, which is, it's like 25 minutes outside of Baltimore, probably about 20 minutes outside of DC. So it's kind of right there in the middle, um, down one, um, which runs parallel to 95. Anyhow, so they want to move it there. It's a very affluent suburb um, along the Beltway. And um, so former Baltimore City mayors, um, Kirk Schmoke, um, Martin O'Malley, Stephanie Rawlings-Blake, um, and even Mayor Pugh herself testified to keeping uh, Preakness here in Pimlico. Um but guess who wasn't invited? Sheila Dixon. Anyhow, um, but, you know, no charges have been brought up against Mayor Pugh. So you might not like her. You know, this, you might not like the situation. I certainly don't like the situation. But nevertheless, she's a sitting mayor. And if she has something to say, she's going to use her influence and her position as mayor to do that. And the fact of the matter remains, regardless of her tainting the situation, this this the thing that she's going through right now, tainting the situation. Like, it shouldn't taint it too much because the reality is... 
when you make a race like this accessible to everyone, that means something. And Baltimore City is just plagued with just inequity, just not no access. The rich always have access to all the things and poor people don't. And so something as trivial as horse racing it is something as trivial as that you really have no idea what a positive impact on our, uh, our economy it, it truly has. Not only are you bringing tons of people in who in turn will spend more money in the city or at least in Northwest Baltimore city, Northwest corner of the city, but then you're also Pimlico employs hundreds of people. And then even outside of that, everybody's eating because you got, you, you've got people who are, you know, doing that, doing that hustle, side hustle thing where they're opening up parking. So people, people who, who have the luxury of having property near um, Pimlico are offering parking spaces because I don't know if you've ever been to Baltimore, but parking is at a premium here because we're just squozed. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Anyway, squozed up in here. Like there's, there's a, the, the people have we're packed in here that's why most of the houses are row houses because you can pack more people on a block in row houses than if you could standalone or detached houses anyway i digress the point is the revenue and the experience are worth their weight in gold um to this city and moving it out it just feels elitist you can't say that it's anything else. It's going to be too expensive. So the the issue is right now they're saying, oh, it's too expensive to renovate Pimlico. No, it's not. It's not more expensive than you renovating it and and then upcharging people to come in for the experience. People still go to Pimlico with their hats. Women, you can still go to Pimlico and have those fancy hats. And, and, you know, half of them, you know, really don't know how to to rock hats. They really need to sit next to an old black lady and, and be told what to do. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole experience and just taking it to the Greek side for a second there almost every Greek chapter I know in the D9 has some sort of Preakness related activity all the radio stations have some sort of Preakness related activity everybody it's a part of the culture here so to move it away from Baltimore or for you to say that it really like uh, uh, Governor um, Hogan talking about most most people in maryland really don't care where the preakness is hosted so long as it's in maryland that's a punk thing to say it is part of the culture here so anyway that's why all of the uh, many of the former mayors from the past what two decades except for sheila um (laughs) had testified to the merits of keeping it here in baltimore and i really hope they do um i've never been and i want to go but certainly if they move it to laurel i'm certainly not going because why for what for what anyhow so I digress anyhow so I just wanted to um I just wanted to pop into some um city news because I'm gonna delve into a little bit more Baltimore City related topics um over the next maybe episode maybe a couple of episodes like maybe I'll dip into Baltimore dip out dip back in because I've got some things on my mind I've been listening to other podcasts I've been delving into Baltimore City history which I've been uh, just intrigued by for so long um and I've always been a history buff so I think there's some there's some interesting things that I want to bring to you um or I just want to talk about um and get your feedback on and explore you know while I'm you know I guess it's my way of just really learning more 
so that I could share it with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's an excuse to learn because I'm saying, oh, well, I'm going to put it on the, I'm going to make a show about it. So anyhow, um, yeah, so I will share more about my plans for future episodes, um, at the end, but today what I want to do is I want to talk about us and I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I know that it's, we're rolling into the second weekend, Um, and I hope you have done your very best to avoid spoilers because I'm going in this movie clean, as clean as you can will really make a difference because, um, this movie is really unique and I really like what Jordan Peele is doing. I'm here for it. I am a fan of this type of horror. Um, and I need, I need more of it because, I'll, I'll go into, I'll go into why later, but I, I just kind of want to give you the, give you the facts of opening weekend, kind of give you the facts of the movies if, if you don't already know it. Um, and then I'm just going to talk about, I'm going to talk around the key points of the movie. Cause again, I don't want to spoil it, but there's so much to talk about that. Um, I just think it's important to share and plus I hope I can inspire somebody to go see it if they weren't thinking about seeing it before because it's not what you it's a horror movie that don't don't get it twisted it's a horror movie but it's not what you think and I think you I think more people can enjoy it um yeah so here goes All right, so let me give you the particulars of the film. All right, so it's starring Lupita Nyong'o as Adelaide, Winston Duke as Gabe, um, Anna Diop, um, Anna Diop, uh, Yaya, Yah, Yaya, that's his name, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Shahadi Wright-Joseph as Zora, um, Adelaide and Gabe's daughter, and... Evan Alex as Jason, um, Adelaide and, uh, Gabe's son and, um, Elizabeth Moss, who is like an ancillary character, but she's the main white lady from, um, Mad Men. And she plays on that Showtime show with the surrogates, um, the women with the white hoods and the red, the red capes, you know what I mean? White feminists talk about it all the time. Um, it, there's, she's a, a head surrogate woman. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen the show in my life. Uh, I've only ever seen people talk about it on Twitter um, and references to it online, but I've never actually seen the show. Um, anyhow, you know, Google Elizabeth Moss anyway. Um, and there's some other people in it, but the, I've named you the people who are, when you Google the, uh, us, um, these are the ones that come up. Um, okay. So the plot of the film is as follows. Accompanied by her husband, son, and daughter, Adelaide Wilson returns to the beachfront home where she grew up as a child. Haunted by a traumatic experience from the past, Adelaide grows increasingly concerned that something bad is going to happen. Her worst fears soon become a reality when four masked strangers descend upon the house, forcing the Wilsons into a fight for survival. When the masks come off, the family is horrified to learn that each attacker takes the appearance of one of them. 
Now, I know you've seen the commercials. That's not spoiling. It's not spoiling anything to say that there are people who show up that look exactly like Adelaide and her family, right? That's not a spoiler because it was in the um, it was in the preview. But the why is something you won't guess, um, and the best of them have guessed, and yeah. I just don't think you're going to come. It's a twist that you will not see coming. And it's an honest one, I think. It's honest. Um, in that it's not one of those contrived things like, oh my gosh, it was the sister the whole time. It's not It's not anything like that. Um, and it is important for you to pay attention when you do go see this thing. It is important for you to, to pay attention from start to finish because Peel lays the groundwork very early. And it is up to you to follow the breadcrumbs to be able to piece the thing together. Um, I know by now you've heard that people have left the theater talking about some what? I No shade. I firmly believe they just were not paying attention. Anyhow, um, and they needed to be more critical uh, uh, watchers um, and thinkers about the, the film. That's just me. Anyhow, um, so but I'll go into... The cons, no, I won't even go into the concept. I will talk more about how the film was received, how I received the film, and how it stacks up against um, uh, Get Out uh, uh, in a little bit. Anyhow, but critics received this film very well. Um, so it is right now 94% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 7.6 out of 10 on uh, Internet Movie Database, IMDb, and 4.5 on Screen Rant, which I have never been on that before. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm not really sure why it's 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, but higher on Screen Rant and Rotten Tomatoes, but it's whatever. Um... Yeah, I, re- I don't know why the difference there, but I mean, if this gives you any indication, more people like the movie than don't. It's many more people like the movie than the, than who don't. Um, and if you've been paying attention to the headlines, you've heard that Hollywood, you know, reporters and and film critics and stuff like that have just been wowed that in its opening weekend. Um, the movie grossed 70 million domestically and 14 million internationally. Um, to which you, me, and everybody else who believes in, you know, black people and their ability to tell a good story, we say, duh. Um, what did you think? What did you expect? Like, I'm not really sure what you expected. Did you think it was going to be a dud? And. Yeah, did you think it was going to be a dud? Horror films, people like horror films. People also like horror films that are a little bit different. So this film seemed as if it told you all the juicy stuff first, which let you know that there was more to come. And so some people came because they were like, okay, so if you told me all this good, juicy stuff in the, in the previews, what's left for the movie? You better have something real in the movie. And then some people were like, oh, well, I saw Us. I believe in Jordan Peele's um, ability to tell a good story and to, you know, freak me out. I'm going because I know I'm going to be entertained. I don't understand why folks were confused as to why this was successful or, you know, beat the odds for 
horror movies i don't really know like i in in truth i don't really know how horror movies tend to go i know that is a that is a very specific genre that not everybody can take not everybody it's just like kids movies not everybody goes to watch kids movies not everybody likes to watch romance uh films so i get it i understand why you know blockbuster superhero movies by in comparison will draw in much more money than a horror film but nevertheless it's people do watch horror so why are you gagged is it because it's all it's a predominantly black cast because i can't think of another reason why you would be why you would be blown away or your expectations would be exceeded i i I'm, I'm confused but nevertheless all these writers were just like oh my goodness us really shocks people by bringing in all this money okay anyhow um so yeah and I'm, I'm glad that um the hubby and I could be in that number to be able to help break expectations because the the theater that we were in was packed and as it, it, as a matter of fact the um entire theater not just the screen what is it the movie theater, not just the theater, the individual theater that we were in, but the movie theater we were in had at least four or five screens devoted to us. And they were playing a different, you know, how, you know how one star said six, the other one starts at 640, so on and so forth, 40 minute intervals or something like that. That's exactly how uh, this was doing. Uh, this uh, theater was doing. Anyhow, so and my theater was packed sure was uh p.s this is not kid friendly so please don't bring your baby um i don't know why i saw little babies that looked like they were seven i don't know why i saw some children in there that looked like they were 10 this is not something for a 10 year old um it is a horror film it's a different type of horror film but please don't bring your baby into the room and and, and to watch the film Mm-mm. it's blood and gore like it's a horror film. It's you gonna have blood. Like I, I don't know. I wouldn't let my ten year old come in and watch it. But anyhow, they weren't hollering and fussing, um, and screaming and crying. You know what I mean? They weren't crying or anything like that. It's just, it's not appropriate for kids. I don't even know what the rating is. It R rating? I don't even know if it's R rating. I just know that there were kids in there near us, and I was a little bit appalled because. I knew it was a horror film, but then as you go through it, like they're talking about sex and other things that if there weren't children, if there were children present, like, you know what I mean? Like just subject matter that, nah, that's not, that's not appropriate for kids anyhow. But nevertheless, like I said, they weren't, they weren't loud and obnoxious and, and they weren't tripping. So, Hey, maybe they were mature enough for the content, I guess. Anyhow, um, but yeah, so the film did really well. Like I said, in my theater, it was packed. Um, and it was full of all kinds of people. Of course, it was full of black folk because we do like to support. But then it was also filled with young people, old people, white people, uh, all so- sorts of brown, all shades of brown, not just black folk. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots. Of- Here's the thing, though. I was sitting around, me and the hubby were sitting around a lot of black people. And... If you don't mind talking, because I'm a talker in films, if you don't mind talking, I need you to find the theater where you know black folk do frequent and go see that film there. It will enhance your experience, I assure you. It really will. If you do not like talkers, I understand. 
um, catch yourself a matinee because there's going to be black people in there. Somebody going to be talking to the, to the screen. Somebody going to be talking because there are several points. Oh, my goodness. There are several points where it's like Jordan Peele just begged us. It's like he's just baiting us to talk. You know what I mean? I can't explain it. But like if you you black like me, you know that we do tend to talk in the theater um, and at movies when somebody does something stupid. Um, and so we did that this time. So it just enhances the experience, I believe. Anyhow, but, you know, to each their own. Anyhow, so, yeah, the, um, you know, I just I don't know how I avoided spoilers, because let me just tell you. Um, it was, I think, pre, pre-release was pre-screening, I guess, began Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. Baby, when I tell you that Thursday morning, Thursday morning, there were spoilers. There were videos up on YouTube, on Twitter, talking about the major themes and people just saying little little tidbits. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm dipping and dodging. Like, how is this so early? And it's because, you know, everybody's trying to rush to be the first one to have a video up about, you know, the movie itself. Everybody wants to have their theories. And I didn't heard some theories after watching the movie. I actually watched some of those um, spoiler videos and some of those theories are ridiculous and people just reaching for the stars. Anyhow, um, but nevertheless, I was able to avoid them, even though they had popped out so early. And it, like I said, I'm glad that I did because I think my experience would have been ruined. I think so. I think it would have been had I had some of these ideas floating around in my head. Um, but yeah, so please continue to dodge the spoilers because you're, you're going to enjoy the film better without them. Um, but I need you to understand if you're a scaredy cat like me, just know it is not Jason scary. It's a different type of scary. It's got jump scares. Don't get me wrong. There are jump scares in there, but it's not like Friday the 13th scary. Um, if you a punk like me, that's scary. Uh, if you're not a punk, you know, get out how you live. I don't know. But it's if you a scaredy cat like me, um, you can get through it. You will close your eyes. You will put your hands over your face a couple times. You will watch the film a little bit through your fingers, but you could get through it. You could do this. Um, do it for the cause. And plus, it's just a really good film that makes you think. Because, again, Jordan is dropping these breadcrumbs early and you need to catch up. And I think like I, I, I'm it might sound harsh to you, but I think some people are like, er, you know, like confused because they weren't paying attention. And this w- will require, you know, maybe one or more than one viewing because um, it's it's got some layers to it. But nevertheless, I think it's a good film. That's the kind of film that I like. That's the kind of horror film that I like that makes you think and not in that weird trivial way like this really makes you think and like I said he kicks it off early I'm talking about from the start of the movie it's like you need to start paying attention 30 seconds in because the breadcrumbs begin 30 seconds in um yeah so just pay attention and also don't do like me stay to the very end because apparently there's some end there's an end scene that I missed that now I gotta wait for somebody to bootleg it and put it on uh Facebook I mean not Facebook but uh YouTube (laughs) but um Oh no, scratch that. I'm gonna go see it again. I'm going to see it again. So I'm gonna just sit and wait. Um, 
but yeah uh the film overall spoiler free was just beautiful and there are there's a twist that you will not see coming and um it is scary but not scary like jason scary so scaredy cats um you can come see this film you know just brace yourself and come don't come alone come with some people bring you some people you know what i mean but you'll be all right okay all right now in the uh in a second what i'm gonna do is i'm going to compare it again spoiler free to get out um just in general and you'll see what i mean in a second all right So there is absolutely no way that I can compare Get Out um, to Us without spoiling the mess out of Us itself, except to talk about it in the general, kind of general terms. So when we saw Get Out, we saw a horror movie that kind of leaned into the stereotypes that black folk well not stereotype the we that movie leaned into a common complaint we have about non-black folk and how they steal the very best parts of us um you can go to the surgery route and you have a whole bunch of non-black women specifically who are injecting themselves with fat for their behind to get a bigger behind um putting things into their lips to make them fuller um tanning to darken their skin um yeah basically um so doing those things and not that those things by themselves are uniquely black but it is interesting how the things that black women have had that had and have been um, vilified for, you know, looked at as just sex objects, non-black folk uh, get those same features. And now it's a novelty. Oh, a white girl with a black girl booty. Oh, that makes her a novelty and she's great. You know, she's better. Um, or, Ooh, look at her full lips, you know, and she, Ooh, and that's a white girl too. Do you know what I mean? So like, so get out leaned into that common complaint that black folk have about non-black people and so us does that it leans into another concept that we overlook we talk about a lot but it leans into it in a horror way and um it's a completely different concept. I just want to be clear. It's a completely different concept than that of get out. Nevertheless, um, there's a there's a school of thought that says that both of those movies are connected. Um, and when I said earlier that folks were reaching, I think that that's one of those reaches. Um, or maybe not. But like Jordan Peele is not one of those directors that out and out confirms all of his theories or at least what we know about the get out film was that he didn't necessarily confirm everything that all, all of the fan theories what he did was said oh this was interesting 
that's interesting could be maybe you know that's the that's the thing that he did um so I, I look for that same kind of response for us anyhow Jordan Peele is doing something unique Jordan Peele is doing something that is more terrifying than what we've become desensitized to, which is a bunch of blood and gore for blood and gore's sake. Obviously, it's a horror film, so horrors, you know, it's going to have blood and gore in it. But the way that that we've seen Jordan use um, blood and gore is like secondary to the story he's telling you. The things he's making you think about and look at um, and examine. Um, and that's what makes his films real scary to me, anyhow, is that it's not the standard, oh, it's a madman coming to get you and, you know, because of some curse or because of some you know, wrong that he or they have experienced. And because you are just at the wrong place at the wrong time, you're going to now get it. It's not, it's not like that. And there, I get those movies have their place. Do you know what I mean? They have their place in the genre that is horror, but it's clear that there's a lot that can be done with things we already talk about. Do you know what I mean? It is rare for uh, a person to be, you know, go to a a camp and be assaulted in a camp because of someone who was wronged way back in the day when they were younger. And now it's just getting everybody. Oh, excuse me. Do you know what I mean? It is. Yeah, just like fill in the blank plot to every horror film that you are, that major horror film that you've seen or you've heard of before. Those have a person and an unusual circumstance that created that, uh, that the scenario by which, you know, the whole movie plays out, basically, um, why people are there's a reason why people are being tormented and it is out of their control. And, you know, one one person did one bad thing and then all of a sudden it's created all of this chaos. Um, that's not Jordan's approach. One person didn't do this thing to cause what's happening in these, in these movies. This is a bigger thing. Um, it's more deliberate and it involves more people. Um, and that is about as far as I can go before I really go off the deep end and I start telling aspects of us. Yeah, but it's the it's a similar it's a similar concept in in that it is something that is normal that we complain about. But like he really leans into it. And so again, I think when you see this film, I think you will be pleased pleasantly. You'll be pleased because it's a different type of scary movie and you'll know just what I mean when you watch it. And I think it's satisfying. And again, you need to be paying attention to really get it because the the concept moves so seamlessly and so quickly that because you think if you go in there thinking this is just a regular, regular uh, horror movie, you're going to miss so many things that by the time you the film ends, talking about us now, by the time the film ends, you're going to think that he didn't do a good enough job, which just isn't true. You know what I mean? 
he, he's requiring you to do some work. So just go in with that. Um, and yeah, I just, I just really appreciate what he's doing. I look forward to more of what he's got going. Um, Lupita is one heck of an actor. He does know how to pick his leads. He's done a good job uh, picking his leads. And it seems like he's been poaching from um, <laughs> from Black Panther. And that's fine because they couldn't clearly act. So don't be surprised if his next horror film includes uh, Michael B. Jordan or um, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, ooh, you know what? It would be so good. Angela Bassett. Please have Angela Bassett in your next film. Oh my gosh, I wish I need him to be in. I need her to be in his next film. Ooh. Oh my goodness. There's so many different. So if we're going with the concept that he likes to lean into these things that we complain about that we're scared of, lean into them and make them the most just diabolical horror film you can think of. There are so many more concepts that he can just play with. So it's like endless. So we could be terrorized by him for many decades if we let him. And I, 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 I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it because there's so many other concepts to explore. And I think what I'll do is I'll just drop a little note, maybe a couple episodes from now. Just I, I really want to, after y'all have seen it, I do want to talk to someone. Um, I do want to share some notes about it and get some honest reactions about it. Because again, like the spoilers that are on YouTube, they don't count. People watch the movie with the intent to release a spoiler for clicks and things. And I don't know that it was honest so much as it's it's entertaining for entertainment. I'm genuinely interested in this. The hubby and I, um, we talked about this movie, what? 30 minutes afterward, simply just dissecting what we had seen. One caught something that the other didn't catch. And so we were basically comparing mental notes about the film. And so when I tell you, you need to begin paying attention 30 seconds in, I'm not kidding you. You need to do that Um, because there's just so many things that you will miss if you're not paying attention, if you just go into the film thinking about this as just a regular, regular old thing. And it makes you work harder than Get Out did. Get Out had a surprising twist in it, same as us. But Get Out kind of, you were walking towards it. You knew what you were walking towards. You don't know what you're walking towards in us. Not until it happens. And then you ain't got nothing it's it's whatever do you know what I mean like there's this basic concept that is revealed early on early ish on in the film but then after that it's just kind of like oof. all right let's just go for it anyhow um but yeah this is a whole new era of psychological horror films that have plenty of blood and gore but they're heavy on turning your the thing that you fear and just leaning into it and making it just exploiting that thing and yeah so I cannot wait to see his next film and it better star Angela Bassett so yeah the film is great you need to go see it 
please keep avoiding these spoilers if you can. It'll make for a much better viewing experience. And also go see it with black people because we're just fun. Um, yeah. Um, honestly, I really do want to hear your theories after you watch it. After you watch it, I want to hear your theories. Um, like I said, some of the theories that are circulating around, they are reaching for the stars and it doesn't seem like they're based in anything other than just being, you know, wanting to be extra. But like, I really want to hear yours, um, your theories about how, how in the story Get Out and us are connected, if there is a connection for you, outside of just Jordan's approach to horror. Anyhow, so an easy way for you to do that is you can down go to your app store and download um, Anchor.fm for absolutely free, um, and you can send me a voicemail that way, um, or you can just go to uh, BayBaltimore.Anchor.fm. Um, and you can leave me a message through that way. You just go to my page, but it might be easier for you to just download the app right quick and then just send a message that way. Um, yeah. So I really, really, really do want to hear from you. Um, and while you're at it, while you are thinking about sending me a message, please also, you know, consider leaving me a favorable rating, um, on anchor itself, obviously, um, you know, Google, Apple, CastBox, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, wherever you listen to this show, it would really, really be helpful. Um, also consider donating. Um, 99 cents um, can go a really long way. Um, but if you don't feel like necessarily uh, donating any money because you just don't do that, um, tell somebody about this show, especially somebody who you think might enjoy it. Um, or an episode, you know, send them an episode that, that you think they may enjoy. Um, that will be helpful too for just getting me to, um, in the, you know, on the phones of more people and in the ears of more people. Um, yeah, but really, really, I do want to hear from you. So download that app, um, and send me a message that way. or go straight to the webpage and send me a message that way. Again, you don't have to download the app, but I do want to hear from you. Okay. All right. I've talked long enough. Um, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate you. All right. Until next time.